Hi, I'm Lauren Stibing, and welcome to this episode of the Career Success Podcast. Today, we'll be discussing the onboarding process. All of us have started a new job at least once, so you can all relate to how you felt that day. I'm sure you can immediately have a great or not so great feeling. The onboarding process is a key factor to the success of every new hire, and according to the SHRM Foundation, which is a nonprofit affiliate of the Society for Human Resources Management, half of all senior-level hires fail within the first 18 months. I will be joined today by Ralph Neusser to discuss this topic and to give you some tips on how to make sure all new hires into your team are successful. Welcome, Ralph. Welcome, Lauren. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so I'd like to start off just by getting a bit of background on yourself, if you can tell us so the listeners understand who we're speaking with today. Okay, great. Um, my name is Ralph Neuser. I'm um, 50 years old and have, of course, a lot of uh, work experience. I started my career in one of the, the big fives of Embassy Consulting, which is now Accenture, as a change management consultant. And after eight years with them, I joined um, different companies, so I, I needed some industry experience, some real experience, not only mm-hmm. only experience as a consultant. So I worked for companies like Honus, I worked for companies, a big German retailer, it's called Tebow, and I worked for uh, the FMCG company Danone in different HR and uh, leadership uh, positions. And I've also worked in abroad, in Europe, and okay. uh, in the US and the UK. Right now, since 2006, so over 12 years now, I'm self-deployed. I'm running my own business and mainly doing uh, senior leadership development, senior leadership development programs, assessments, and onboarding. Mm-hmm. And on the other side, I do uh, organizational development, strategy, and corporate identity, which I would say is more related to, to hard facts whereas okay. the leadership development part is more on the soft part. Okay. Well, thank you for, for that introduction. And as I was mentioning in the introduction from the SHRM Foundation, um, that they wrote up a report that stated that half of all senior-level outside hires fail within 18 months. From our experience in headhunting, that's definitely a crucial period And I think if we look at the onboarding process and how that's conducted, I would love to get your insight um, on that and how that can be improved. So why is onboarding um, failing in in your opinion or what's missing in the onboarding process? From my experience, I would say there are four major reasons. The first one is um, job was not as expected by the new hire. So when you are new hire, you have a certain understanding of the new job. Mm-hmm. You are assigned for a certain budget, certain team, certain competences in your team, and you may expect certain support, like what are standard processes, IT, access to information, and so on. And when you're actually starting then on the job, you may find something totally different from what you have expected mm-hmm. um, for different reasons. I'll give you an example. One of my clients um, who, who signed the contract, between signing the contract and starting the con- and starting the, yeah, the position, uh, there were around three months. Within the three months, the CEO changed of the new company. And with the CEO, the, um, the, the budgets and the directions and everything changed. 
So when he started actually on the job, he faced a situation with almost no budget, with half of the team was cut, and a totally uh, other situation. The job actually when you're starting. So this is okay. one reason. And another reason is um, cultural misfit or cultural shock. This is especially valid for senior hires. As when you're a senior hire, you have lots of experience with um, certain corporate cultures and you are used to certain ways of working. And then when you are joining a company and you find a different, totally contrary culture, totally other ways of working, then you may think about leaving this company very soon. And I'll give you an example. If you are used to strong standard processes, clear responsibilities, quick decisions, and so on, and then you join a culture where you have lots of discussions, no processes at all, and long-lasting decision processes, even floating responsibilities, you say, well, this is not my company. I'm thinking about leaving. Mm -hmm. um, the third reason is, for me, weak or missing leadership uh, to no board onboarding at all. I think we'll talk about that a little bit later. But what's behind new hires, to onboard new hires, is a crucial leadership task for me. If a leader is not taking this task, he's not his job. If he's delegating it to HR or to one of his team members, he's not doing his job. So this is, in my opinion, the most common reason why um, onboarding is failing. And the, the fourth one, this is low trust in top management. Again, this is especially valid for, for, for very senior candidates. As a senior candidate, when you come to a new company and you want to start and, and you expect something like a direction, a strategy, especially for, for companies in very competitive markets, and if you start and then you find out there is no idea how to lead this company, the top management has no clue what to do, what's the strategy and so on. And then you are thinking about maybe going back to your old company, especially when they're trying to rehire you, then uh, you're a little bit in trouble and, and you leave the company. So these For are sure. my four reasons. And I know you mentioned both HR and, you know, hiring managers or the leadership mm -hmm. in the business. But let's start off with HR, as most uh, people will ultimately, when you bring up this topic, think, okay, this is an HR topic. So mm -hmm. let's start with HR. What, what can they do to improve this? For me, HR is the role of HR, is the facilitator and supporter of the onboarding process. HR is not responsible for the HR process, not the owner. HR has to ensure that all the transactional administrative topics like personal data, access to benefits, company car, even IT equipment, data and drive access and so on, that they have to be done as efficient and convenient as possible for the new hire. The perfect onboarding is on the day you're starting your job, everything is ready and works 100%. I had this experience only once. <laughs> so I think most of the companies cannot promise this 100%. Besides that, HR should have a clear picture or a plan or an onboarding program, uh, how it should look like the, the onboarding or the onboarding program. HR should support the hiring manager in, in fully playing his role as a leader in the onboarding process, and they should define how a 
great onboarding experience for a new hire should look like. Again, HR is not responsible for the onboarding process, but it's, um, I would say the designer and, and the hiring manager, he's the one who owns the process. Okay. And so if we look at then the hiring managers, I think our listeners, probably some of them will become a bit nervous at this because they'll see that they haven't been doing it or the ones that have. But, you know, what mm-hmm. can these hiring managers take away that they can be doing in this onboarding process? Mm-hmm. Overall, I think it's quite easy. The hiring manager, as the real owner of the onboarding process, he has to ensure that it's, it's a great experience for the new hire. It depends a little bit on what kind of new hire do you have. But it starts directly after signing the contract. The hiring manager is the one the contact to the new hire. He stays in close contact, and the new hire has any question before he actually starts on the new job, he can find the answers and give him the answers. It's a great opportunity for the hiring manager to build trust from the beginning. And it's also a good idea to involve the new hire in relevant topics or meetings before he actually starts on the job. But all prior start date activities have to be balanced carefully because the new hire is still in his old job and has to do his old job and to finish this. From that, I would be very careful with that one. But from day one in the company, it's crucial, and I really, I really mean it, that the hiring manager is taking lots of time um, to take care of the uh, onboarding candidate. And you should onboard him on topics like vision and strategy, about culture, about team, about the ways of working, about the do's and the don'ts, about networks and main stakeholders, which are important for the new hire and his team and future career. The hiring manager takes care that the new hire can adapt to the new culture because, as I said before, one of the the, uh, most important reasons why onboarding is failing is clash of culture or misfit in culture. So a new hire is also a great opportunity to have a fresh view on the company and a great resource for um, new ideas. So the business of the hiring manager should use this resource. Therefore, the hiring manager should ask the new hire in every opportunity he has about his impression, about his ideas, what can be done better, and so on. You can even say, stop, start, continue. A very, Mm -hmm. very easy format to do it. Yeah, I think it's always, I mean, it's a great opportunity, as you were saying, to continuously be improving and making it better and not always just doing the same thing. The the process can always be improved and new things can all, always be added. In your experience, how does the perfect onboarding program look? Well, I think, as I said before, I think a perfect onboarding program should always be flexible and should fit to the company's culture. So the answer would be there is not one perfect onboarding program, but I can give you some ideas um, when I'm designing onboarding programs for my clients. So before start, we already talked a little bit about that. It's very important that the administrative and transactional task has to be done 100% and ready for day one. So it's good to have this kind of task before actually the, the new hire is starting. There are some apps on the market 
you can use for that for these transactional processes. And it's also good to involve him before, but as said before, it has to be balanced so that he can rest maybe a little bit from his old job and he can finish his old job before he started the new job. And of course, he's a little bit, I would say, a no brainer, but all required equipment, tools, access uh, has to be 100% working when the new hire is ready to work, including if he has an office, a desk, chair, laptop, everything. So that the, the candidate, when you know, the new hire, when he starts, he really feels welcome. And feeling welcome is a good word because a small gift or a little special welcome, maybe a little party, a little dinner or lunch or whatever, something that uh, the candidate is feeling re- really good. And it's really, to give, really good to think about this, I would say, in, in another way. You have to be interested by the candidate and what that he really likes. And if you know something he likes, maybe he's in sports, he likes sports, then you, you give him as a gift some tickets for, um, for a football game or whatever. So that would be great. And starting with day one, hiring manager, as I said, should spend lots of time the new hire, uh, new hire, explain the strategy, the direction of the company, of the organization and the team, the purpose, if you have that, the values of the company and then the organization. And you should give him the, the big picture and the, the DNA, the real DNA of his new employer. He explains culture like politics and formal informal networks. He should give background information on team members and agree on a get-to-know plan for the most important stakeholders. What I mean is, what are the most important stakeholders for the new hire? You should discuss it as a new hire. And perfect would be if you already have um, scheduled some meeting, especially with the top management, so that you can get to know these people. Another good ingredient for a, for a good onboarding program is a mentoring program. And you should always do a mutual expectations check at the beginning. So the first time you see the new hire in the, in the company, ask him, what are your expectations uh, to the onboarding program? And what are my expectations when you are starting here? And external onboarding coach for very senior hires. Why that? Because... If you're a senior hire, you, you will have doubts. You definitely will have doubts about the job, about everything, what's going on, and you have questions. Maybe you have questions or challenges. You will not go to discuss with your, your boss or uh, your peers, whoever. You need somebody you can reflect with. And this is where the onboarding coach can give you a, a perfect job. What else? Team building. You have to get to know your team. And maybe we, you do a, a get-to-know workshop. And you should also have a frontline experience. I'll give you an example. When I worked for the German retailer for Chivo, the first thing what they did with me, they sent me two days in their shop, and I worked as a shop assistant. It was, was, was quite interesting for me to have this frontline experience, and I had a better understanding of the whole retail uh, processes in the retail business. So this some some ideas I have. Well Ralph, thank you for all of your input. I'm sure the listeners will will take have some great takeaways and even if they implement, you know, one or two of these ideas, every improvement is great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me in your podcast. It was a pleasure.
Yeah, and for the listeners, um, I will link Ralph's LinkedIn profile in the summary. So if you have any questions for him, you can contact him directly or as well feel free to reach out to, to myself on LinkedIn. And thanks for joining us. 